37. The state is too dangerous to tolerate. Excerpts. Robert Higgs, Ph.D. Robert Higgs has been a senior fellow in political economy for the Independent Institute since 1994, serving also as editor, and editor-at-large, since 2013, of the Independent Review. He is a former senior fellow at the Ludwig von Mises Institute. Archived from the live Mises.tv broadcast, this lecture was presented by Higgs at the 2013 Mises University, hosted by the Mises Institute in Auburn, Alabama, on July 27, 2013. Defending the continued existence of the state. Despite having absolute certainty of a corresponding continuation of its intrinsic engagement in extortion, robbery, willful destruction of wealth, assault, kidnapping, murder, and countless other crimes, requires that one imagine non-state chaos, disorder, and death on a scale that non-state actors seem incapable of causing. If a population acts to serve its common interests, it will never choose the state. In reaching this conclusion, we need not deny the countless problems that will plague people living in a society without a state. Any anarchical society being peopled in normal proportions by vile and corruptible individuals will have crimes and miseries aplenty. But everything that makes life without a state undesirable makes life with a state even more undesirable. The idea that the antisocial tendencies that afflict people in every society can be cured or even ameliorated by giving a few persons great discretionary power over all the others is upon serious reflection seen to be a wildly mistaken notion. Perhaps it is needless to add that the structural checks and balances on which Madison relied to restrain the government's abuses have proven to be increasingly unavailing, and bearing in mind the expansive claims and actions under the present U.S regime. These checks and balances are almost wholly superseded by a form of executive seizures in which the branches of government that were supposed to check and balance each other have instead coalesced into a mutually supporting design to plunder the people and reduce them to absolute domination by the state. Anarchists did not try to carry out genocide against the Armenians in Turkey. They did not deliberately starve to death millions of Ukrainians. They did not create a system of death camps to kill Jews, Gypsies, and Slavs in Europe. They did not firebomb scores of large German and Japanese cities and drop nuclear bombs on two of them. They did not carry out a great leap forward that killed scores of millions of Chinese people. They did not attempt to kill everybody with any appreciable education in Cambodia. They did not launch one aggressive war after another. They did not implement trade sanctions that killed perhaps 500,000 Iraqi children. In debates between anarchists and statists, the burden of proof clearly should rest on those who place their trust in the state. Anarchy's mayhem is wholly conjectural. The state's mayhem is undeniably, factually horrendous. Although I admit that the outcome in a stateless society will be bad. Because not only are people not angels. But many of them are irredeemably vicious in the extreme. I conjecture that the outcome in a society under a state will be worse. Indeed, much worse, because, first, the most vicious people in society will tend to gain control of the state and, second, by virtue of this control over the state's powerful engines of death and destruction, 
they will wreak vastly more harm than they ever could have caused outside the state. It is unfortunate that some individuals commit crimes, but it is stunningly worse when such criminally inclined individuals wield state powers. The lesson of the precautionary principle is plain. Because people are vile and corruptible, the state, which holds by far the greatest potential for harm and tends to be captured by the worst of the worst, is much too risky for anyone to justify its continuation. To tolerate it is not simply to play with fire, but to chance the total destruction of the human race.